Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Hello, friends. Father Frank Pavone here, National Director of Priests for Life. Welcome to Praying for America. You know, President Trump may not be on the ballot in these midterm elections, but what happens, in fact, whatever happens, he comes out the winner. And that's what we're going to trace for you tonight, the different possible congressional outcome scenarios. And we remain very confident that it'll all go our way. But we're going to look at the three three possible scenarios and show you the advantages to President Trump and his MAGA movement to which we all belong. And we will trace that for you tonight. Uh, you know, also, before I get into our scripture and prayer, Democrats aren't learning anything. They're not learning anything uh, from what is going on. Today, we're, and we're coming to you on Tuesday, October 18th, Biden gives a big speech about abortion. Don't the Democrats realize that it's only about 5% of the electorate that is identifying this as their top issue? Now, should the right to life itself be more of a, a, a fundamental concern uh, for voters? Uh, of course. But the point is that the Democrats push to enrage people on the overturning of Roe v. Wade and their promise of unlimited abortion is not appealing to or persuading the voters. Yeah, their most radical base may be getting a little energized, especially in, in blue states. But it's not helping them overcome the political wins that are against them in this cycle. And yet they don't seem to be learning that. Here, Biden, again, he goes out there and he promises hey, unlimited abortion. You want healthy babies of healthy mothers aborted in the sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth month? Yeah, we're going we're gonna to give that to you, fellow Americans. We're going to give that to you. We can't give you reasonable prices in the grocery store, but we're going to give you unlimited abortion. This isn't selling. Bernie Sanders even warned the party about this the other day, but it's not selling, but they're not learning. The other thing they're not learning is that, you know, they've got to face reality. And, you know, you saw Biden licking his ice cream cone and saying that the economy is strong, as strong as hell, he said. Really? Which economy are you talking about? And then when it comes to inflation, oh, it's worse in other parts of the world. What? That's like, I think it was either either Tucker Carlson or Jesse the other night said, uh, you know, that's like saying, oh, yeah, you know, our cities are flooded and then saying, oh, well, yeah, over there in uh, some other country, they're completely underwater. Like, how does that help us? Wow. It's, it's, this is really, well, what do you expect from these people? They're not learning anything. But the voters are learning. The voters are paying attention and the voters are going to vote with us. Let's turn to the Psalms, Psalm 72, speaking about those who are in positions of government authority. Psalm 72 says this, Endow the king with your justice, O God, the royal son with your righteousness. He will judge your people in righteousness, your afflicted ones, with judgment. The mountains will bring forth prosperity to the people, and the hills the fruit of righteousness. He will defend the afflicted among the people and save the children of the needy and crush the oppressor. He will endure as long as the sun, as long as the moon, through all generations. 
He will be like rain falling on a mown field, like showers watering the, the earth. In his days, the righteous will flourish. Prosperity will abound till the moon be no more. He will rule from sea to sea and from the river to the ends of the earth. The desert tribes will bow before him and his enemies will lick the dust. The kings of Tarshish and of distant shores will bring him tribute. The kings of Sheba and Seba will present him gifts. All kings will bow down to him and all nations will serve him. For he will deliver the needy who cry out, the afflicted who have no one to help. He will take pity on the weak and the needy and save the needy from death. He will rescue them from oppression and violence, for precious is their blood in his sight. Long may he live. May gold from Sheba be given him. May people ever pray for him and bless him all the day long. Let grain abound throughout the land. On the tops of the hills may it sway. Let its fruit flourish like Lebanon. Let it thrive like the grass of the field. May his name endure forever. May it continue as long as the sun. All nations will be blessed through him, and they will call him blessed. Praised be the Lord, the God of Israel, who alone does marvelous deeds. Praise be to his glorious name forever. May the whole earth be filled with his glory. Amen and amen. Let us pray. Father, we ask that your people may flourish. We pray that our nation may flourish. Lord, turn our fortunes around. Enable us to enjoy prosperous life, a strong economy, reasonable prices. Enable us, Lord, once again to experience growth. Help us, Lord God, for we turn to you in our need. Give us leaders who will pursue justice, who will foster prosperity, who will know and clearly observe our needs, will govern our nation with righteousness, who will defend the lives of the poor from the violence of oppression and bloodshed, such as the oppression and bloodshed that come from abortion. Give us leaders, Lord God, who know how to protect innocent life, especially the most vulnerable lives, the children in the womb. Give us leaders, Lord God, by giving wisdom to the voters to elect people who will lead us in the right way. Bless us now as we understand even more deeply the dynamics of these elections and give success to the work of our hands. We pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. So how is it that in these midterm elections, whether the Republicans take both the House and the Senate, or they take one or the other, but not both, or if the Democrats were to keep both, a very unlikely scenario, how does President Trump end up winning in all three of those circumstances? Well, let's take a look. We're going to go over to the whiteboard and trace this out for you. And this, by the way, was laid out in a great article in... Uh, 
In Newsmax, which uh, I trust you uh, follow, as do I, let's look at scenario number one. Well, first of all, let's put it at the top, and let's use red for this appropriately. In fact, let me, when I put these words up here, let me uh, put my hat on here. It says the ultra MAGA hat. Trump wins. Okay, that's that's the outcome of these scenarios. Okay, Trump wins in different ways. And I might say on 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 different timetables, if you will. Okay, scenario one. A red house and a red Senate. Now remember, this is looking more and more likely, the House even more solidly than um, the Senate, because we're starting off with a scenario in which they are so evenly divided. The Republicans weren't supposed to do so well, uh, as well as they did, according to the polls in 2020. But it was an election, putting the White House aside, where the conservative and, and Republican base actually grew. We traced this out for you the other night. In a scenario one, Red House, Red House, Red Senate, first of all, let's call it the Brandon agenda, is stopped in its tracks. What do we mean? Well, you certainly aren't going to have any Democrat-backed legislation got to be approved by both the House and the Senate before it gets to the desk of the president. Plus, the Congress can put all kinds of other brakes on what the executive branch is trying to do. And through its own activities and its own introduction of bills and its own um, passing of such bills, the Republicans can send a strong message, even though they can't get uh, their bill signed by the president, uh, Republican legislating can happen. Therefore, putting a putting brakes on again, also in the just in the political environment and in the uh, American mind. Together with that, strong message to the American people, right? That that they are tired of the Democrat agenda and the far left woke nonsense. It's a strong message being sent by the electorate that they are tired of that stuff. Now, second thing that happens is that the anti-Trump shenanigans in the House, all these fake investigations, January 6th committee, et cetera, the anti-Trump Trump shenanigans stop. They stop. That's it. January 6th committee is dissolved. Nothing nothing is carried further in any of these fake investigations. And what's the the flip side of that, of course? Well, (laughs) Republican investigations can begin. Now, the Republicans are not trying to get into office in order to investigate. That, see, that's actually a playbook of the Democrats because they don't know how to govern. They're actually not interested in governing. So all they want to do is use the power of government to oppress their political enemies. However, there are legitimate questions that the American electorate has that the Republicans would be wise to investigate, starting with 
you know, what is this this misuse of the FBI and the DOJ? I, I just did an interview, uh, uh, I taped an interview yesterday with Mark Houck, the Philadelphia Catholic father and husband, uh, uh, father of seven, actually, who was a pro-life activist and was house was raided by the FBI. You're going to see that interview. We'll, I think we'll bring it to you tomorrow night. Um, but Republican investigations can begin. Okay, that's significant because there will be some. They're going to focus on governing because they have a plan. Hopefully you've read the commitment to America. We'll be talking about that a little bit more this week as well. But, you know, the uh, uh, these, these, these things have to be, uh, these things do have to be investigated. Trump will have a greater voice. With Republicans in control, he'll continue to have uh, a voice uh, about where policy goes. Of course, he'll be doing rallies and uh, making his own policy arguments. Then, of course, we have the fact that, look, if the, if the Biden agenda is stopped, that means he has, and this, this then is a victory for Trump looking ahead to the 2024 race. He is going to uh, announce his... Uh, candidacy for the presidency, we all expect, less, even less than he already has, which is hard to imagine, less of a record for Biden to claim, even if he, if he is, is, you know, crazy enough to say he's going to run. I don't see even how he can finish his, finish his, uh, his one term, but even less of a record to run on because there'll be fewer accomplishments that the Democrats can point to. And finally, of course, and this will come up in the other in some of the other scenarios too, uh, judicial confirmations are halted in the Senate. If the Republicans control the Senate, you're not going to have these radical judges being uh, confirmed for the courts. And if there were to be a Supreme Court victory, the Republican a Republican Senate is not going to allow uh, a confirmation to take place prior to the next presidential uh, election. That's what you get in scenario number one. You see President Trump uh, and his, uh, his movement obviously benefiting from all of this. Now, scenario number two is an alternative to the Republicans taking both the House and the Senate. You have, I'll put this on again later, you have uh, a scenario of a split Congress. So let's say... You've got, either way, House, Senate, split. So one is in Republican hands, the other remains in Democrat hands. If the House is in Republican hands, even without the Senate, House investigations can uh, take place just as we uh, said. And you can be sure that the uh, Biden administration, his team, the Democrat Party itself, uh, is not enthusiastic about that prospect. In the House, you have, of course, uh, more Trump supporters um, uh, among the Republicans uh, than in, even in the Senate, less, uh, less enemies. And you're going to have... Um, Sorry about that. So you're going to have some uh, good momentum going on there. Remember, it's the House of Representatives. 
that has the sole power of impeachment. Will there be calls for the impeachment of Biden? I would certainly, well, there already have been, right? And when you look at the things he has done, again, the double standard, the, 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 the quid pro quos, for example, that he has ta- uh, undertaken with foreign powers, you know, some of the very same basis for the hoax, the impeachment hoaxes, the unconstitutional, totally partisan impeachments uh, conducted against President Trump wrongly and unfairly. It's a blot on our history. Well, some of the very same bases here could be used for um, legitimate impeachment uh, efforts against Biden. And in the in the event, the very unlikely scenario of the House staying Democrat and the Senate going Republican, that would be a kind of weird outcome. But nevertheless, you would have, again, the judicial and other kind of confirmations in the Senate. Uh, the Republicans would be able to put the brakes on that so that we wouldn't have these radical left-wing, woke, Democrat kinds of judges and justices who can't even define what a woman is. Then you have scenario three, very unlikely. But let's just show how even this would give President Trump an ultimate win. Scenario three... House and Senate stay Democrat. Well, they stay blue. Okay. In a case like this, which we do not expect, there is no divided responsibility. In other words, as is the case now, it's all on the shoulders of the Dems. You look at the $1.9 trillion spending bill, which Morgan Stanley says that's what supercharged inflation. Not a single Republican voted for that. Not a single one. That's totally the doing and responsibility of the Democrats. And therefore, their political opponents can pin that to them. And it sticks. There's no way to deny it. This would continue for another two years. And therefore, President Trump whose 2024 campaign, by the way, would kick into gear pretty immediately, I think faster. 2024 happens faster under scenario three because, again, the Republicans wouldn't be governing here uh, uh, in the majority. And so it's like, okay, all eyes on 2024. President Trump can blame Failures in governance, and those failures would certainly continue, totally on the Dems. Now, it's not that this is something that, hey, let's, you know, let's, let's hope for this, let's look for this, because the country is being damaged in the meantime, and life gets difficult, more difficult for all of us, and the world, frankly, gets more dangerous in the process. But what we're pointing out here is it still ends up providing... A, uh, a long-term strength for for our 45th and 47th president. So this is um, this is this is an interesting uh, set of thoughts to keep in mind. I'm grateful to our friends over at uh, 
Newsmax for providing us uh, day by day all these important commentaries and make sure that you're reading the uh, things that come out each day on Newsmax. Subscribe. In fact, become a premium member. You subscribe uh, to their emails and you get the headlines a couple of times a day. Really, really insightful articles. I know it helps me quite a bit as well. Let's take our seat here again. Let me give you a couple of other uh, observations that have come across from a number of people including political strategist Dick Morris. Now, Dick is really, he uh, just comes out constantly with so many insightful observations. He's growing in his confidence that there will be not only a, a House and Senate takeover by the Republicans, but something I mentioned last night that I want to reiterate once again is that he said, look, if you're a Republican, no matter what state you're in, no matter what office you're running for and no matter what the odds might be against you, don't count yourself out. You, you can win in a wave election. All bets are off. The wave can become so strong that uh, very, very unexpected victories occur. And it looks like we're moving uh, in that direction. But one of the things Dick Morris uh, observed the other day was the, the, how the debates are going. Now, there's various debates that have happened in some of these key Senate races and gubernatorial races. And Morris says that the, for example, just observing what happened in Georgia with that fake uh, prophet Warnock uh, uh, in the debate with that great candidate, Herschel Walker, uh, with the Michigan and Wisconsin gubernatorial debates. So Tudor Dixon did a, a stunning job, fantastic job. Um, and also uh, it went well. In uh, Michigan, I mean, Wisconsin, uh, that was Michigan, and then Wisconsin as well. He said the debates uh, were were won decisively uh, by the Republicans, and that um, he calls it a massive Republican sweep coming up in uh, in November. Um, my message to the people. Oh, this is where he makes that point I just made. That my message is don't count count out. Uh, any Republican candidate in any race. And final observation I want to make with you before we go back into prayer is that one of the things being decided in the 2022 midterms is not only who is in the majority in the House and the Senate in Congress, but what the makeup of the Republican Party is going to be moving forward. We don't want rhinos. A decisive victory for the President Trump-backed candidates, not only in the House races, but in those key Senate races like Dr. Oz in Pennsylvania, J.D. Vance in Ohio, Herschel Walker in Herschel Walker in Georgia, uh, gubernatorial races, Carrie Lake, Arizona, Blake Masters in that Senate race, Adam Laxalt in, in the Nevada Senate race. If all these people come out as winners, and then we see all kinds of other victories as well, what is, what is happening to the makeup of the Republican Party? We're talking about now a populist party more populist than ever before. In other words, you got these non-politician, 
candidates rising up from out of the people. This is the way it should be. Rest, the, again, the political momentum and control away from the established political class who spend decades, decades in Washington, D.C., like, like Biden did, right? Half a century. I mean, come on. G- give us somebody like us to have the, 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 their, their hands on the levers of power in government. Give us somebody like us. The results of this midterm end up shaping the very nature of the Republican Party to be more populist, to be more blue-collar, to be more America first. These are, this, is, this is going to be a key decision now for the voters to make. What kind of GOP do they want? And I think we're going to see the right kind of GOP emerging from this. And it will be standing on a foundation that will ensure more and more victories in the future. Watch, as I said yesterday, the Hispanic turnout and vote. More and more of it is going to go to the Republicans, not so much because they're Republican through and through, but because the Hispanic population identifies much more with the independence mindset than with the radical Democrat left. Let's pray then that all these things happen and that the voters have wisdom. Lord, we we come to you and we think, Lord, first of all about all the individual races. And we ask you to bless these candidates. We ask you to bless our America first populist candidates uh, that are just standing up for, they're standing up for the unborn, even as these Democrat candidates proclaim uh, abortion without limits, as if this is what Americans want. Lord, they have no regard for the sanctity of life. No regard for the fact that it belongs to you, not to us. But Lord, bless all these candidates. For those who need conversion and repentance, Lord, wake them up. And for our Republican friends who are standing on the ground of faith and morality in America and patriotism, give perseverance and protection. Protect their families. Lord, we want to pray tonight for the families of the candidates. Because these electoral races take a terrible toll on these families. Bless the children and grandchildren of the candidates. Bless the spouses. And enable them to deal with the pressures that come from not only the work that has to go into a campaign and the brutal hours and the travel, but Lord also, and then the management of staff But Lord, also help them to deal with the attacks, the smears, the unwanted spotlights that are sometimes placed on family members. Help them to deal with all of that. And and the separation that has to happen, the time away from home, all this strain that is put on families. Lord, we ask your your intervention. Send your spirit uh, to these families. Lord God, we pray for the voters that they may be wise. Enable them in these days to pay attention to voter registration deadlines and to opportunities to awaken others to take part in these elections. 
And Lord, we put all things into your hands. We have looked at possible scenarios and outcomes. Lord, we trust in your providence. You are already in our future. And therefore, Lord, we trust that you will give us everything we need to arrive there ourselves, no matter what these outcomes may be. And finally, we pray for President Trump and his family and his associates and his agenda and his mission. We pray, Lord, for his continued health and strength and for his wisdom and for his supporters as he prepares an announcement for the White House run of 2024. And now we sum up all our prayers and we include the prayer intentions that our viewers have left in the comments. And we pray the words Jesus gave us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. I also want to thank uh, Newt Gingrich and his... Uh, do you subscribe to Gingrich360? I don't know if I mentioned that last night, but I certainly get a lot of these insights and information uh, from uh, not only him, but the guests that he has on his uh, podcast, really great stuff. And you know, he, he sends out several uh, uh, newsletters free of charge. And there are a few people in America that have wiser and more experienced political insight uh, than Newt Gingrich does. Between Newt Gingrich and uh, Dick Morris, friends, you are really going to have uh, what you need to understand these elections. And the more we understand what dynamics we're facing, the more confidently we can speak to and motivate our fellow voters, and uh, the more we can uh, prepare uh, for the outcomes that, uh, that, may, uh, that may happen, so that then we know how to continue advancing the good of America. So remember, as President Trump says, we are part of the greatest political movement in American history. No doubt about it. There's not even a close second. And this country doesn't belong to the radicals that want to destroy it. It belongs to you. We kneel only to God, not to government. And the greatest days of America are yet to come. Remember to follow me on social media at FR Frank Pavone on all the main platforms. Get your Truth Social account if you don't have it already and get her and we'll see you on all those platforms uh, and follow Right Side Broadcasting too at RSB Network and we will talk to you again tomorrow. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.